And that's it. We are on the internet. How's it going? Good. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is, I think, um, a long time coming because I've wanted you to do this since I since I had the idea of doing this. Yes. You were like one of my first people <laughs> that I was like, if I'm the whole point of doing this is to have Carrie Morrison on the show. <laughs> like that's the, literally the, the, the it was created to, oh, to okay. have you here. Yeah. It, it's been a, a, a however long three months long scheme. Yeah, it was right before our race. Right. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do yeah. it right now. I just, so, so I've been pretending to do it with other people yeah. for oh, three okay. months <laughs> just to get to this point. So after this is it after this is our last one. Okay. Uh, Sure. Yeah, we'll have you on and we'll just call it quits. <laughs> We're finished. So, Live Like Jake? Yes. Can you tell us about Live Like Jake? Yes. So, um, we created Live Like Jake, geez, it's been over four years now, um, after... Uh, Jake lost his life to a drowning accident. We were um, visiting family for the Thanksgiving holiday and um, had come in for the evening and I was caring for our three-month-old and Jake was playing just in the other room with his cousins and uh, three adults and uh, he walked right out their back door and we think it was to push his baby stroller um, because they did find it in the water and that's what he was doing earlier in the day on the dock and um, so he fell in and lost his life to a drowning forever right forever changing our lives absolutely and so how long after that did you start live like Jake? It was in, in, uh, it was probably about six or eight months. We started right away with the whole live like Jake, being sure. a better person um, type thing with the logo and the saying live like Jake. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't um, for about five months when Julia started her ISR lessons Okay, that we started seeing. That's your other daughter? Yes, yeah. yes. Sorry. Julia was three months when Jake passed away. Okay. And I had heard of ISR. Mm. A couple of my friends have done it with their children. Uh, we chose the traditional swim route with Jake. And I immediately told my family, like literally the next day, Julia will be doing those lessons when mm-hmm. she's old enough. Sure. And I reached out to um, Stacy, who is their instructor, and said, you know, can you... Can you please do these lessons when Julie is old enough? And Stacy had actually gone to school with my older sister, so oh, she wow. knew of the situation. And uh, and you knew Stacy? I did not know Stacy. Okay. Yeah, but my sister did, and gotcha. she also instructed two of my or one of my friends' um, children. So anyway, so Julia started at, at eight months, and it was only a couple weeks into it that we decided to go that route with Live Like Jake, you know, to raise awareness for childhood drowning prevention and. Knowing that these lessons can be expensive, uh, making sure that not only everyone knows about the program, but that everyone can participate whether they can afford it or not. What's the story behind the name? Um, It was the week that we were planning Jake's funeral. My sister-in-law said that she was going to be more like Jake. She was going to live like Jake. She was going to be open-hearted and just see life through the eyes of a child. You know, they're pure hearts and right. you know they're just innocent and fun you know just have fun and, and creative geniuses yeah yeah exactly everybody's born a, a genius yes they, yeah they're not to be you know. <laughs> yeah. so um so that's just really how it had started mm-hmm. and um like i said we had no idea we would really go into that realm of it but once i was in it and seeing, you know, that it was the number one cause of accidental death in children ages one to four. Mm-hmm. My pediatrician at the time never spoke about that, never spoke about swim lessons and drowning prevention. And so that's really just my mission is, you know, the, the pain of losing a child is um, 
you can't even describe it. Right. And you wish it on no one. Mm-hmm. And it's really what fuels my fire um, because I just don't want other parents, you know, to feel this pain, especially when it's something preventable. No, of course. And I mean, I think I've heard you say before that you were the safety mom. You know, oh, yeah. That if a pediatrician had told you, you know, there's a good chance that you would have taken some kind of action. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wish that I had someone like myself right. in my face back then because I feel like I would have listened to that crazy person, <laughs> you know, talking about it all the time and talking right. about ISR and what the difference is between survival swim lessons and traditional swim lessons. There's a major Major difference. Jake fell in the water. It was chilly out. It was November in New Smyrna. So he fell in with, you know, heavy pants, uh, a fleece jacket, uh, a diaper. He was still in diapers, mm-hmm. shoes. So even had he learned to swim, even though he didn't in those five weeks, it still wouldn't have saved him. Right. He fell into open water, fully clothed. Right. The only thing that would have saved him well, first of all, a lot of the barriers failed, sure. but, you know, would have been that last barrier knowing how to roll back and, and float. Absolutely. I don't know if he was in the water for 30 seconds mm-hmm. or two minutes because I was in the other room mm-hmm. and uh, it was pitch dark out. So when I heard those words, where's Jake, you know, knowing I knew he was in the water, he was not one to hide Um so, you know, knowing I couldn't save him and couldn't even see, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Really hard. What do you wish the pediatricians had told you? I wish they just would have said, hey, this is the number one cause of accidental death in children ages one to four. Mm-hmm. Swim lessons, you know, are important, but they're not enough. Your child needs, you know, ISR is everywhere in our county. It's right. not everywhere in the, I mean, it's, they're in over 40 states. Sure. But there's, you know, 10 instructors in Palm Beach County. Right. Um, this is something that this, you know, pediatrician could have recommended. Mm. Um, they don't even have to recommend a certain instructor. You know, it's just go to infantswim.com, put in your zip code, see if this program is right for you. It may not be right, you know, for, for every parent. But that's what I encourage people. If it's not right for you, still at least make sure whatever program you put your child in, they teach them to survive. That, you know, it's not, like I said, it's not just about swimming or swimming to a wall. Jake had no wall, you know. So that's really what is important. I just wish they would have talked about it. I go back and I think, because I'm no longer at that that office. Mm -hmm. I am with a new office. And um, they are amazing. That is on their questionnaire. That's cool. You know, uh, it's number like eight or nine on their questionnaire. Sure. Does your child know how, does survive in the water? They don't even ask, do they know how to swim? Mm. They even ask if you have a pool. If yes, is it secured by a fence? You know, those right. are the types of things that these pediatricians should be talking about. And I remember so clearly in, clearly in this office because, you know, you wait for a while for them to come in. Right. And there um, was one little thing taped on their their cabinets, and it was about rear-facing car seats, that you should do that until they're two years old. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing in there about safety. But it wasn't even like it was framed. It was just taped up there. So right next to it, there could have been something taped up about... Pool safety or water... Anything. Anything. Um, Can we talk about the survey since we're we're going that route? So... We are about less than a week into a survey that Mm -hmm. we have put out there. And as of this morning, I've had 756 responses. That's crazy. 
which is great. I want to yeah. get to at least a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to partake, it is on, you know, um, our Facebook page, live like Jake. Um, but we asked if their pediatrician has ever discussed water safety and the importance of swim lessons. Mm-hmm. 77% said no. That's wild. That's so insane. That's because I, I, I had honestly thought that that was the case a decade ago. Yeah. But I had thought that we had made so much gains and it was pulled safely and everything the National Johnny Prevention Alliance was doing um, and just all the awareness out there. I thought for sure that it had, you know, we had reached kind of a, a national saturation. And, and this, was a, this is a national survey. Right. And I want to say only 14% um, were in Palm Beach County and right. 20% were Florida. The rest is all over. Because I did ask mm-hmm. the states. I didn't bring all that, you know. That data. Once we're done, we'll place. You know, we'll put everything out on the right, website you can out so if people it's better can in see. Florida or, yeah. But we also asked, would you consider talking to your pediatrician about water safety at your next visit and let them know that you think they should discuss it sure. early on? And eighty-six percent said yes. Right, of course. So I'm hoping. Right, once you once you've been brought attention to that, they're not mm-hmm. mentioning it. I'm hoping that these people will now turn around and go to their pediatrician right. and say, "You need to talk about this." Absolutely. Um, we also asked if their pediatrician has asked them whether or not they have a pool or they live on the water. Mm-hmm. 76% said no. Why is that not a questionnaire? Why are they right. not asking? Um, and you know they ask literally everything else. Everything else. Yeah. Is there a gun in the home? Is sure. there, you know. Right. Um, and, and this is the leading cause. Right. So we're not talking about something that's Some esoteric. rare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is the leading cause. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe it's the leading because because it's not discussed sure. enough. And, and we probably don't even have all of the data. Um, you know, the, the numbers on the number of kids who drown fatally or non-fatally is probably higher than it really is. Yeah. It's impossible getting right. statistics and good data, which is why I've started doing these surveys, mm-hmm. you know, just to try to get something right. to share. Yeah, because, you know, kids fall in the water mm-hmm. and then six months later they pass away and they call it a lung infection um, and it's not counted as a drowning. Gotcha. So I think the numbers are actually a lot higher than even we think they are. Which is scary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, out of that 70, well, the, you know, the about asking if they lived on the water. So the 24% that said yes, that their doctor has asked them. We then asked, did they ask if it was secured by a fence? Mm-hmm. 64% said no. So, you know, um, if you ask if they have that, right. it should be 100% have, should have asked, is it secured by a fence or alarms or whatever? Because they all asked you about your car seat, right? They all asked, you know, about immunizations yeah. and, you know, medical history and uh, probably stuff that's far less common than drowning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I honestly, um, I'm not surprised in water safety very often, but that, that is legitimately surprising. Yeah. You know. And and as, you know, because I've been watching this survey and that 77% that said no, it's been 75% the entire time. So it's not like it's like jumped up or it's right. literally been like that the entire time. Um, we did ask, what was the leading cause of accidental death in children ages one to four? Right. And 90, 96% did say drowning. Right. Well, um, they're also on the Live Like Jake Facebook. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2% said choking and 2% said, you know, car accidents. Right. We also asked that, did they feel the number of drownings would go down if the pediatricians talked about it early on? And 90% said yes. Right. So clearly, right. you know, if they think that, you know... I think something can be done. Yeah, absolutely. That's a massive... There should be... You're right. Um, 
I'm going to figure out a way to target more of my stuff directly to pediatricians. Yeah. You know, I mean, that seems to be a good way to hit, you know, if you hit one pediatrician, you reach a hundred families, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we have posters like too that right. we have um, drawn up there, you know, about the ISR lessons. Mm-hmm. They have our logo on there. And that's another thing that people, you know, maybe don't know is that we offer scholarships right. for these lessons. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, what is the difference between traditional swim lessons and um, survival swim lessons like ISR? The main difference is the survival right. part of yeah. it. You know, um, a lot of the traditional swim lessons just maybe teach them to get to the wall and mm-hmm. climb out. Um, so ISR teaches, and it depends on the child. So if they're under a year, maybe 14 months old, they're just taught to roll back and float, just mm-hmm. mainly just save themselves. They're not, you know, capable of swimming. Mm-hmm. Anything over that, they're taught to swim, float, swim. Um, and um, once they're skilled, and that's another misconception, I think people feel like these babies are just thrown in the water right. fully clothed. Once they're skilled, then they're put in their winter clothes and their summer clothes, mm-hmm. and they practice with that until they can complete that task. Um, You know, like I said with Jake, he was fully clothed. 88% of children actually that fall in the Mm -hmm. water are fully clothed. Mm -hmm. It's an accident. It's not, you know. Because most kids aren't near the pool. They're thought to be inside the house or. Correct. And um, so that, so that's the big difference I think between ISR and other survival swim programs um, is that they're taught to do this in their clothes as well Mm -hmm. um on top of all of the the medical questions that are asked so if your kid has any allergy they're going to know about it the instructor is going to know about it peanut allergies obviously is a big one um if they've ever had any seizures or really strict protocols and sometimes you can't even do the lessons because of that so there's a lot of the medical side Mm -hmm. you know that goes into it and also the psychology with these lessons Mm -hmm. um there are five days a week four to six weeks, sometimes eight weeks, 10 minutes. That's all right. 10 minutes a day. And it's all just about that muscle memory. And clearly I'm not an expert on these lessons. I know enough about it because my children have gone through the program. Um, but it's just a big difference. Right. And so the main idea is that they're trying to get them to roll over and float. Yes. And then eventually to yell for help, yell for help. And then eventually roll over, float, swim, roll over. And float, Correct. Float. Right. You know, but you know, with Jake, like I said, I don't know if he was in the water 30 seconds right. or two minutes, but that not knowing, yeah. you know, and not giving him that opportunity to, you know, by that, if he would have started as a baby, like my other two, by that time at his age, he would have gone through it probably three times with right. refreshers and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so knowing that I could have potentially saved his life right. eats me up, Sure, you know, and, um, it just, you just don't want, you don't want other parents to go through that. And a lot of other parents think, well, I watched my kid and this is never going to happen. And we get that a lot, yeah. you know? Um, and especially if you have more than one child, even if you think you can watch your child 24 right. hours a day, you really can't. But when you have more than one, there's two of them, three yeah. of them, you can't. Yeah. Um, you only have one set of eyes, you know? It's, you, yeah, yeah. You, you, it's just, it's impossible. Right. In fact, I always say that the, the parents who say, I always watch my kids, yeah. I don't need that. Those scare me way more yeah. than the ones who say, you know, I have a hard time and I need everything I can get. Because what, mm-hmm. what if, what if something happens to the parent, right? Sure. That they need to be hospitalized. Right. Somebody else is watching their children. Sure. Or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's right. just, you have to go to the bathroom. Got you to have to, you have to cook, you have yeah. to do laundry, you have to clean, you yeah. have to sleep. There's all these things mm-hmm. that you have to do. So. So it's physically impossible yeah. to watch your children 24-7. And Jake was an extremely cautious child. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had just, at almost three years old, started to go down the slide like the normal way. Instead <laughs> of on his tummy feet first. Like right. he was, 
He had a healthy respect for the water. He grew up basically boating every weekend, was never the child. He didn't care about pools. He, you know, it was just, so if it can happen to a child like that, right? it can happen to anybody, anybody, yeah. you know, um, anybody. Cause like I said, he was not that child. And I hear that a lot from parents like, Oh, I got to get him in lessons. You know, he just jumps right in the water, has no fear. Right. Those are the ones that really scare me, yeah, but you know, he, but that was not Jake. He was not a rambunctious, typical little boy. Um, I feel like I beat this dead horse all the time now, but you know, and there's a, actually there's a video going around now of kids getting into, I think it was makeup in this case. Yes. Uh, there's a bunch of kids covered in makeup. Right. Mm-hmm. And my, my first thought was, you know, if those kids had time to do that, yeah. the parents are just lucky they didn't choose to go outside. Yes. You know, unless they had a pool fan. We have know. all had that moment. Everybody, right? Where you're like, where, you know, and they right. could even be right behind you. Like sure. for me, like even though my kids are three and almost five, sure. I have to have eyes on them like right. at all times. I feel like some of my friends probably don't want to do anything with me because literally this is me the entire time. Right. I mean, even if I know your house is, you know, kid friendly, it's still yeah. if I don't have eyes on my kids, sure. which is still even impossible. But right. um, even, you know, I just we have all had those moments when you're in a store and they're hiding right. behind a clothing, rack, whatever. Right. You know, and you're just lucky that it just happened to be they were five feet away from right. you or here or there. You're you know, it's just, um, you know, I'd like for a parent to tell me they've never had one moment. Right. Of where's and, and then they tell you a, fun, a funny story about them painting a crayon mural on the wall. Exactly. Or, you know, they had time to do that. Yeah. Have, or, or they're covered in, you know, flour or whatever. It is, yes. You know, well, I had. um done another survey with um, parents that have been directly affected by a drowning. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have gotten 142 responses. I would like more, but that's still 142 parents that have either lost a child or their child had a non-fatal Over other specific niche, yeah. 56% of these were fatal. Okay. Um, 78% were in pools. Obviously, you're in that bit. You know, you know. So 78% were in pools. 13% were in open water. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, under one year, one years old, 2%, Mm -hmm. one year, 24%, two years old, 27%, three years old, 16% and four years old, 11% totaling Mm -hmm. 80%. Right. So 80% of these drownings were four and under, which is, it mirrors the CPSC. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And what gets me is some people think, well, they're going to wait till four years old for swim lessons. Well, that's what the American Academy of Pediatrics used to say. Used to say. Yeah. Now they say one, but you know. They worry about your infection. But there's still people that are, you know, hung up on those. Well, they're not ready. Oh, yes, they are. They are ready. And if you wait, you know, 80% is four and under. So that's what gets me. It's like, don't, don't wait till they're four or five. Um, yeah, we used to say back in the 80s and 90s when that was a thing, you know, that most kids drown before they reach five. Yeah. So if you wait to five, th- there's a good chance they might not make it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, like most kids have drowned by then. Exactly. And um, so another question we had asked was, um, did your child rely on a flotation device? And uh, 67% said yes. So by that, that's either a life jacket, puddle right. jumpers, floaties, um, which can be dangerous. Sure. You know, it gives children a false sense of security. I know people have heard this, you know, over and over again, but, um, we did ask for the ones that had said, yes, were they wearing it the day of their accident, either before or during right. 20% said yes. Wow. So yeah. then we had asked. So, so I mean, that answers the question because I get a lot of people say like, you know, we hear the puddle jumpers and 
uh, floaties are dangerous. Why are they dangerous? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I cite that as one of the reasons, you know, that they take them off. So I wanted to read to a few of these, if yeah, that's please. okay, because we asked if they said yes to please explain. Okay. Uh, went out on a company to an ant's pool. Float was taken off to eat lunch. Child jumped in thinking he'd float without it. We were at the beach. He was wearing a puddle jumper. I took it off so he could play in the sand more comfortably. He ran to the water before I could catch him and went under. Had them on, all went inside, then went out to the garage door, and he went back in the pool. We were leaving the pool, and he took it off. He wore it and was taken off to dry him off. He then got back into the pool without it on, thinking he could swim. It was a puddle jumper. Took it off to go to the restroom and forgot he didn't have it on, jumped back in the pool. Had life jacket on, took it off. He was wearing it when it was time to play in the pool, but he took it off when we were getting ready to go home. I hear this all the time. Uh, My twins have been swimming all day with our family. We all went inside, gave them a bath. They were getting ready for bed, walked out of the room, and they went outside without us seeing. Another child had left the gate open to the pool, and they got in the pool without the puddle jumpers on. We found them lifeless and floating, but were able to do CPR and revive them. They had no lasting effects, thankfully. Wow. She was swimming with it at a family function when, when a family member was gathering the kids to dry them off to go inside. She snuck back into the pool gate. So another one, you know, that this, it, important as pool fences are, right. they fail as well sure. because of human error, right? right? They get propped open. Gates left open. Yeah. He had a puddle jumper on all morning. He went inside for lunch, went out through the doggy door unnoticed and got into the pool. I talk about doggy doors a lot, too. Yes, yes. Um, He had it on when it was taken off for dinner and went back in without it on. I was setting up and planning on putting puddle jumpers on him. So I hear this a lot. So that's why when people either have them on their children or say, I don't see what's wrong with them. This is what's wrong with them. Right. You know, you can tell your kid until you're blue in the face. You cannot go in the water without this on. Sure. You can't swim with it on. And as much as you think they understand that, they don't. Right. They don't. A one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, they don't understand that. Sure. Or they can simply just fall in. They can go around the pool, you know, and, right. and still fall in. It's just... And I hear that a lot about the taking it off to eat. You know, they go in to eat or something, get distracted, and that's when the child goes back into the water. Right, because they weren't done yet. Or they take them off, too. Right. You know, they can slip out of them. I was at a pool one time. This kid was running around, and it was, like, literally almost on their waist. And I'm like, then I watched the sibling because they were watching my kids swim so well. I watched the, she was maybe 8, 10 years old, and she was in charge of this child. The dad was sleeping. Because, of course, now I'm watching this child. Sure. And I watched her take it off. And I thought, oh, man, that is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. And within 10 minutes, the father comes around, says, don't ever do that again, puts it back on, and then goes back to sit down. And uh, I actually went over to him and brought my girls over there, explained what had happened, and said, you can't do that. You have to, if you're going to use those, you have to be by your child. Sure. And I wasn't trying to lecture him. I was right. just trying to you know, save this guy from the pain that, you right. know, that I deal with. And he's like, yeah, she's the youngest of eight. So we kind of just let her do her thing. I'm thinking, that doesn't matter. It no. does not make her immune to a drowning. Right. Um, so I just like sometimes hearing those stories. I mean, these are actual children that either drowned or, you know, had a drowning accident and survived, which, you know, usually that's not the outcome. Right. Um, or if they do survive, there's some kind of permanent damage. Correct. Um, And so then we asked, where was the accident? 
35% were at home, mm-hmm. 30% were at a family or a friend's home. So there's 65% of these drownings somewhere where you feel comfortable, right? right. Either your home or a family member's mm-hmm. home. Um, 68% never had swim lessons. 71% the parent was present. 71%. That's yeah. a pretty high number. Right. Um, then we asked them if they have a pool right now. 22% said yes. Then we asked if it was yes, is it fenced? 28% still said no. Really? Which I would like that to be. That's, that's amazing. Well, some of them were it's a right. above ground pool yeah, yeah. or, you know, they have this and that. But, mm. um, you know, we did this anonymously. Right, so sure. um, I can't really go back Find to it. Yeah. But we then asked at the end of the survey if they wanted to share their story. Sure. So if it's okay, I yeah, would please. like to share a few of the, uh, because I think sometimes it takes for people to hear these stories for right. it to resonate. Uh, my daughter drowned in a lake of a pond while attending daycare. There was no one watching the five children while the provider stepped away for a long phone call. So here's one of those instances. The parent wasn't there, right? you know, and so obviously they shouldn't have been near, you know, an open body of water near a daycare, but Whoever was providing for her child stepped away. My son went through a doggy door to reach for a ball, moved to a new place, and she played with the ball and went after into the pool. My 20-month-old drowned in my brother's fish pond, knee, hip, deep, high. He had never been swimming before or had any experienced water besides bath time. The dog sitter left the fence open. We just returned from vacation where she had been jumping in a pool with a puddle jumper on. She went out and jumped in. I didn't find her for almost five minutes. She fought for 10 days. We removed support and donated her organs. My 11 and a half month old son drowned in a toilet at home with his dad. And that's another thing that, right. you know, toilets can be yeah, extremely dangerous yeah. for the children under one. Um, we had a pool with a gate on it, but the gate had been propped open with a rock. We're not sure who did it. We weren't out in the pool area often, and it was down the hill away from our house. We didn't notice that the gate had been propped open. It's possible it was the real estate company taking photos because our house was on the market to be sold. Early in the morning, our son got out of his crib, went through a lock sliding glass door that he had never tried to open before. We're not sure how he unlocked it. He went down to the pool and somehow fell in, drowned while we slept. We woke up at 8.30, startled and surprised. He had not woken us up yet. We searched for him, and when we went to the back patio, we saw him in the pool. We did CPR, and he was transported to the hospital, but he died. He was our only child. That one really, really got to me because... You know, that's what happens sometimes with right. um, pool pool service companies. Sure. Anyone that you know doesn't have a child or doesn't it doesn't resonate with them, they may prop the door right. prop the door open for their convenience, not thinking about you know whether you have a child or not. Um, and they don't realize that they're life saving devices that correct. they're messing with. And yeah. this child went through a, a locked door that he had climbed out of his crib. Right. And went, you know, so this is what is proof that it's the worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah. And if a child wants out, sometimes they just figure it out. Right. While people are sleeping. And they had the, the, the layers of protection, right. right? Except for the swim lessons. Yeah. Who knows whether it would have saved this child because right. we don't know how long he was in the water. Sure. But 
doors and locks they had that failed the pool fence i right. mean it just and they were sleeping i mean right. let's yeah. get real you know people yeah. have to sleep yeah at some point the, there was no negligence right. you know on their behalf um 17 month old slipped out of the back door with his older brother unnoticed giving them full access to our unprotected backyard above ground pool moments later he was removed 911 called and cpr started but it was too late <clears throat> My husband and I went out of town for the night, and our son and daughter were staying with family. They had an above-ground pool. We are still not sure what happened. He wandered off, and they found him in the pool. Uh, drowned in a private swim club pool with lifeguards present. Pool fence was accidentally left open by the pool cleaner. You did a lot. Mm-hmm. We did not have a self-closing gate. Daddy was in the bathroom. Mommy was not at home. Twin sister did not go outside. Daddy found her, did CPR. Unfortunately, she didn't make it. And that is just a few sure, you have a bunch of, of these yeah. stories. Um, you know, so this is what I see on a daily basis right. and really fuels my fire to mm-hmm. continue to educate, um, provide these swim lessons, these scholarships. You know, we're at 400 this year so far. Uh, bringing us to maybe 1,100, I think. Yeah, so, so talk about years. that. How does that work? So, I mean, explain it from the beginning for anybody who doesn't know. Okay. Um, well, our application's on our website, livelikejake.com. We ask first that you do go to infantswim.com. Mm-hmm. You put in your zip code to ensure that there's an instructor in your area. Um, we also ask that you reach out to them to make sure they're still in the water and that, you know, they have time frames available for you. Um, then you just go to our website. We have uh, an application there. You fill that out, return it with the required documentations, get an approval within usually about a week. Um, and, you know, we do ask the parents, what can you afford? You know, so there are full scholarships and there's partial scholarships. It really just depends on what the family can afford. We also offer full scholarships for any family that's been directly affected by drowning. So if you've lost a child, we will scholarship the siblings. Mm-hmm. If your child survived um, and had a hospital, you know, a hospital mm-hmm. stay, um, we will scholarship them as well and any siblings they have. As long as there's ISR in the area, right. uh, we will. It's it's an automatic thing for us. Yeah, and, and we've started doing the fences with you as well. Absolutely, yeah. yes. And we have had, I would say, this year at least ten, maybe twelve. Scholarships this year of families that have been directly affected, whether it's the sibling or the child themselves. So that's good because that means we're reaching more parents that way that now understand, you know, about ISR. And I feel like once they go through the program and they see whether it could have potentially saved the life of their child or um, avoided the accident that their child might have had if they're the ones in the lessons, they end up becoming advocates for drowning prevention. Mm-hmm. So it's, I feel like this is the way we can really start to make a difference. Getting the pediatricians on board and talking about it and talking about it and talking at every visit, starting at, you know, I'd say they could start at six months, but if they don't want to start at six months, at least at one year, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, um, and just parents just sharing it on social media is so huge. You know, here we are on, on Facebook right, right now, uh, continue to share, talk, tag people, Talk to your neighbors, talk to your cousins, talk to your family members. Um, if you don't want to talk to them directly, just send them to our website or any of the other websites. You know, there's a lot of great families out there that have nonprofits like Live Like Jake that do a lot of good in their area and nationwide. So, you know, I, I keep going back to the pediatrician thing because I mm-hmm. didn't think it was going to be that high. You know, I, I think you're right. If people, you know, can 
you know, bring it to their pediatrician's attention, I, I can't imagine they would ignore that. You know, if, if enough if enough parents yeah. start asking their pediatrician, why aren't you telling me about water safety? Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully we can affect some kind of change. You know? Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna work it more. Like I said, we had these posters, and we did get that into quite a few pediatricians locally. Um, we actually redesigned our brochure to be a little bit more about water safety mm-hmm. with the layers of protection and uh, survival swim lessons, a little bit of Jake's story, a little bit about what we do. Uh, we're also trying to get those into daycares. Um, we've probably been into about 10 of them so far. There's there's a lot in Palm Beach sure. County. Um, I was hoping to get a lot more done this summer, but we've been extremely overwhelmed with scholarships which is a good thing. Um, but that's still going to be our main focus too, is getting these, these brochures into daycares and to pediatricians offices, any waiting room where there may be, you know, uh, any of these indoor play parks or anything where there's a lot of parents, libraries, I really would like to get our brochures there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, nationwide as well, but you know, obviously start here. Yeah. 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 Any questions? Anybody? That's right. Um, ISR Sheila says, thank you for all that you do. So does Paul DeMello. Everybody's just saying thank you for spreading awesome. what you're doing and staying strong. <laughs> what uh, What are you going to do with the survey when you're quote-unquote done? Um, I will, I'll post it on, okay. on social media, and then we're going to draft a letter that we will get out to every single pediatrician's mm-hmm. office um, and just with the importance of it and the results. You right. know, maybe it takes for them to see that. See data, it's actual data. That, yeah. Wow, well, 90% and, you know, 70, you know, I need to talk about this more. Right. We also did ask if they said yes to that their pediatrician has talked to them about it, give us their name. We want to we want to send them something positive. Sure. You know, tag them on Facebook. Um, send them a letter stating, hey, thank you for doing what you're doing. And by the way, we offer scholarships. I'm starting to get that now on our applications. Like, how did you hear about our scholarships? I'm starting to see a few of those local saying pediatrician, our okay. pediatrician. So that's good. That means okay. that's starting to work. Um, so, uh, you know, that's that's hopefully hopefully that letter will do something. I don't know. You know, we, we, we just have to try everything. Right. So we will post the results so other people can share and then I ask everyone that's watching or that did say yes, that I would be interested in talking to my pediatrician, um, you know, bring them those results when I post that or just flat out talk to them about it and just say, hey, I think you need to be talking about this, you know, Absolutely. because uh, it's, it's the leading cause. Again, it's not like we're talking about something that's, you know, 2% of, sure. of, of accidental death. It's the leading cause. Um, I am happy to say that in Palm Beach County, um, we've only had one drowning that I know of, um, and one third, so one 13 year old and one four year old, which obviously that's too, too many, Sure. but we average six to seven a year and we're in July. Right. So, um, I'm hoping that that's having to do with everything that we're trying to do and the events that we're at and, and pushing it with the water safety, but just keep talking about it. Like I said, you know, I'm just one person. We need everyone out there to continue to talk about it. And don't be afraid to talk to your sister about maybe her child or your neighbor or your, your, you know, for your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, um, you know, just keep talking about it. So uh, speaking of events, what do you guys have coming up? 
We actually have our first dinner fundraiser. Wait, I'm going very to very excited. Yes. Yeah. It's called Be the Light and it's September 29th. I don't do the walk. So when I saw there was yeah. a dinner, I'm like, I can eat. I can yeah, definitely yeah, you do can that. Eat. It's going to yeah. be good food yeah. Yeah. and open bar. Right. That's even better. <laughs> uh, but it will be limited seating. So we yeah. haven't really released the tickets to the public yet. We're mm-hmm. just trying to get our sponsors and our tables and so forth. And mm-hmm. then we'll be releasing it. It'll be on our website mm-hmm. and obviously on Facebook. Um, so that's... We also still have our watermelons for water safety going on right now. Mm-hmm. It's the entire month of July. It could even go into August. You can go to our website at livelikejake.com and on the events tab. And it's really just anywhere around the nation. You know, your child can host a watermelon stand and the proceeds go to Live Like Jake. And it's twofold. It's to raise the, the funds, but it's also to raise the awareness. It gets these kids mm-hmm. talking to other kids and other families about drowning prevention. And, uh, I visited Jen at her swim school and she had the cupcakes all set yes, up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was awesome. We do have a lot of the instructors school, right? that have their, have their own. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can, it's still not too late, you know, to sign up and it really is, uh, a, like I said, a great event, you know, to raise the money, but also to raise the awareness, which is, you know, what I try to be about. Sure. You absolutely. Know? Um, so you've got the, the dinner coming up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what's kind of your goal with the dinner? Just. To, to raise awareness, to raise funds. Both, so, yeah. both, yes. You know, it's always about awareness, but it also is about funds because, right. you know, these scholarships, obviously, sure. uh, you know, we have to pay for them. Right. Uh, another part of Live Like Jake is we also help families with funeral and medical expenses. Okay. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't talk about the ones that survive that have the brain damage. Mm-hmm. For everyone that dies, there's five more that are admitted. And that's not ER. That's admitted into the hospital. And usually about 50% of them have lasting effects. And there's therapies like hyperbaric chambers. There's uh, plasticity brain does an mm-hmm. awesome um, uh, therapy that is not covered by insurance. Right. So we do help those families as well. Yeah, I looked into the hyperbaric stuff once. It's, mm-hmm. it's expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah. But we do, and, you know, and apparently it works a lot mm-hmm. of times, especially if the kids are young and it's quick. And so that would be really sad if you were a family that, you know, couldn't afford that. Sure. And you know, this is something that, you know, could help your child. Right. You want to do whatever you can. Absolutely. So yeah. we will step in and, and help them as well. So, um, you know, just that's awesome. keep plugging away. Yeah. What was your background before? Um, mom, no, (laughs) I, um, I just had a lot of odds and ends, you know, jobs, but I, at the time of Jake's accident, I I did back office for an investment advisory firm remotely. Very nice. Excellent. Yeah. And now you do live like Jake full time now, essentially? Yeah, seven Besides days a week. Seven, yep, seven days. Jesus. I'm up Saturday, seven, you know, yeah. six, seven a.m. Sundays, mm-hmm. you know, um, every day. Yeah. And then you have to run next year, right? Yes, that's always Mother's Day weekend okay. um, and Abacoa. So next year is going to be our fifth annual. So we're that's very cool. excited. Um, it's one of those bittersweet things, you know, because Jake's five year anniversary is coming up November 30th, and mm-hmm. it feels like. You know, some days it feels like it just happened. Sure. Um, so to th- think that it could have been five years ago, uh, it's tough. Right. But um, but we're very proud that, you know, that's our biggest event. And uh, we have over 1,400 participants. And um, that one's truly about the awareness. And we bring families in from all over that have suffered the loss or their child survived. And they, they bring the child to the race. It's very... Um, very inspiring yeah. to see that. And, um, I feel like people leave there, you know, with the knowledge and want to go out and, you know, make sure their child's safe. Um, but you know, for me, that's, 
that's my baby. You know, I work on that year round and um, still working on the fall, you know, the follow through from that, believe it or not. <laughs> Just everything else. And then in a couple months, we start actually planning for next, the next year. One. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know where the next one is yet? Uh, May 11th. May 11th? Yep, yep. 2019. Wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's already And I know people um, fly in from around the country for it. Yes. You know. We have instructors that come in yeah. from all over and families that come in. Uh, so every year, you know, obviously we look to grow that. But um, it's just, uh, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, a very, it's a very inspiring morning. Very short morning. Yeah. <laughs> starts at 7 and, you know, although we're there at 4, starts at oh, 7 geez. and it's done by 10. I didn't so realize it was that quick. Yeah. That is very fast. Yes. Yeah. And I know last year, um, I think the last couple of years, Casey, who is our lifesaver in Palm Beach County, yes. um, he's ran it, I think. And he's also. Yes. He uh, sets up a tent yeah. mm-hmm, and sponsors. And, you know, I cannot say enough good things about you guys oh. at Lifesaver. I mean, not only for the fact that you donate these mm-hmm. fences, but the awareness, just even doing this podcast every single week and. Mm-hmm. Every day, I feel like I see a sponsored ad from you guys and your 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 hero, you know, spotting mm-hmm. the heroes. And, you know, I know that you're doing it because it's in your heart and right. because you want to make a difference. And you are making a difference. I know you oh. are. Well, thank you. Um, and I really have the utmost respect for you guys and, you know, share it whenever I can. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so thank you for doing your part. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're very welcome. Is there anything else you want people to know? Um, I don't know. I talked quite a bit today. So <laughs> <laughs> they're probably done uh, hearing from me. <laughs> it goes by quick. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, like I said, just keep raising that awareness. Keep mm-hmm. sharing the posts. Uh, please share our survey. If you go yeah. to, you know, Facebook, I still would like to get up to at least over a thousand responses. Um, if you have been directly affected by a drowning, I'm going to share that one again when mm-hmm. I get home. So it'll be up at the top of our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, just they're easy they're you know and the, both of those are anonymous unless you want to leave your email address at the end for more information um you know i feel like once we can get enough enough of the data we can use that to 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 make a difference right yeah we'll share it and then we'll put a link to it in the comments too so that people yeah. can find it you know? yeah the more or, or the more can. people that answer it you know obviously the better the right absolutely the data is so and hopefully it's enough that doctors will see it and, and wake up to it. I yeah. hope so. I hope no, I mean, so. If, if that's the result of the survey, I think that'll be huge. That just, that would be huge. I really truly yeah. believe in all my heart that if the pediatricians really started talking about this at an early age, that it will make a difference. And 90% of the other people believe so. So right. I, you know, I think that, you know, even with just 756 responses, that should be enough for a doctor to say, you know what? I'm going to talk about this more. Yeah, absolutely. They yeah. already have questionnaires anyways. Right. Just add it. You know, just add. It's just one more line. And, you know, they already ask about, you know, you can't leave the hospital without a car seat. You know, we have all these other safety yes. provisions for things that aren't as fatal mm-hmm. as drowning. Mm-hmm. So it just makes sense. It's just, it should be obvious. Yes. So I think it's a no-brainer. And hopefully when people see this, you know, they'll make a change. Like I said, I had thought by now we had made headway with people in the community, you yes. know, doctors, pediatricians. I do know a lot of the pediatricians in this area right. do talk about it, sure. you know, um, uh, but not enough. Especially you ones know. you know. Yeah. yeah. And every time there's a drowning, obviously my heart breaks. Right. But when they're in this county, it mm-hmm. breaks even more because for me, it's like, how do I not reach them? Right. You know, what can I do? Uh, last year, a little girl named Emma lost her life to a drowning 15 months old, uh, immediately reached out to the family visited their home within a few days and she said she knew of ISAR. 
Wow. Couldn't afford it. Um, knew of Live Like Jake, but had no idea we offered scholarships. And that really resonated with me. Sure. It broke my heart. Like, how did she not know that? What What can we do differently? And that's what really had me redo our, our um, brochure. And at the very, very top, that's what it says, scholarships available. So I want people to know that there is help for these lessons. Sure. Um, because I feel like, uh, and we also offered a scholarship to her surviving daughter, who is three years old at the time. She filled out that application and was in those lessons within, I think I want to say a week, maybe wow. two weeks. So this mother would, if she would have known that we had scholarships available, that little girl, Emma, would have been in those lessons. And I feel like she would have been alive today. So it's really, really affected me um, and has stayed with me. And I'm very good friends with their family and I love them dearly. Um, but I feel like it's hard for me not to feel like I failed them somehow. Right. You know, that she didn't know that we offered those because I know that parent. I know she would have done the scholarship. So... She tells me, you know, you can't, but I, that's how I feel. Right. And, um, really, um, has been the driving force behind getting these redone and getting them into pediatrician anywhere there's a child, sure. you know, I want to get those. So if also, that's the other thing, if you know of a, a daycare that would take our, um, brochures, please reach out to me on, you know, the live like Jake page. I'll be happy to bring them personally or mail them. Um, or any place that has a waiting area that has children that you feel like they could be there, we'll even send the stand along with the brochures. That's awesome. You know, we have a, um, that story about Emma reminded me, we have a video, it's animated, mm -hmm. and uh, I had a dad message me on Facebook, and he said flat out, if I had seen this, um, if I had seen this video, my daughter would be alive. And so now every summer we, we really try to make sure mm -hmm. you know, as many, as, as many human beings as possible. Yes. To, you know, yeah, no, to, you guys are doing a great job with all of your advertising mm -hmm. and your awareness. I mean, it, I definitely think it's making a difference. I mean, hopefully, right. I mean, that's the tough it thing is. about pool fences and the awareness mm -hmm. is you never know about the kids who, who didn't die. Yeah. Right. You, know, you never know about the kid who exactly, you know, ran into the pool fence and then it's fine, mm -hmm. you know? Um, unlike alarms and stuff like that, where or ISR even, you, you yeah. kind of get the story. They have well over a thousand documented sure. cases where the child used their skills, and we yeah. actually have three of our scholarship recipients. Wow, that fell into the water. That's um, so that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's you know absolutely. Just, Anybody? Good. Love you guys. So where can folks find you? Uh, LiveLikeJake.com. Yep. And Facebook.com forward slash live like Jake. Awesome. I'm kind of old school. We are on Instagram and Twitter. One of them's live like Jake 3939, I think. <laughs> uh, but I do most of mine, unfortunately, right, right. on Facebook. That's what I know. Good. And yeah. it's, you know, I think the demographic of what we're trying to reach, you mm -hmm. know, the parents and so forth. So, but we, we are on the other ones. But All right. Yeah. Perfect. So. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, yeah. I'm glad that we've finally fulfilled the mission of this podcast <laughs> and, and that's it. I don't have to do this anymore. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can wrap it up. You know? <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. Cause it's working. Awesome. So Thanks. thank you. Absolutely. All right. Thanks guys. We'll see you Wednesday.